Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the first team NFL draft and college football podcast. Ryan Roberts at Rise and Draft on Twitter, bringing you guys a little bit of an exclusive interview. You know, the one thing that we love to do on this podcast, you can go to any draft podcast and you can hear some of the mainstream names, right? Who's going to go in the first round of the 2024 NFL draft? We here on the first team are looking for the diamonds and some players that are going to be massive risers that maybe you don't know about right now, but you certainly need to as you move forward. I have Mr. Cyrus Webster with, with me here, who is one of the top pass rushers and defense players in general on the FCS level and one of the more talented pass rushers in all of college football. True junior this year, so you're probably not going to see him into the 2025 NFL draft potentially but this is a future NFL player. Cyrus, I appreciate you for joining me so much today, man. I know we've been trying to connect on this and getting you on the podcast finally, but very excited for you to have you here, man. Just thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be able to be on this and just, just have the opportunity to connect with you. And uh, it's just, like I said, I'm just grateful for it and I'm excited for the questions. So. I mean, absolutely. And I'm excited to dive a little bit into the background. Obviously, I know we were chopping up beforehand. So I got a little bit of the in-depth on how you got there and kind of the for people that are, are out there, Utah Tech might sound very new because it is very new. It's only been around for a couple of years. It was Dixie State um, initial, uh, before it transitioned to Utah Tech, a little bit of a rebrand over there out in the state of Utah. So if you haven't heard of Utah Tech, make sure you get eyes there. Uh, Cyrus, I always am very honest with, on this podcast with people and especially yeah. the listeners out there. I knew your name, but I didn't know much about you until I was actually scouting a couple Colorado State players. Tory Horton's a really good wide receiver. Dallin yeah. Hawker at their tight ends, a good player as well. So I was actually watching them against you guys, against Utah Tech. And I'm like, holy hell, who the heck is this defensive end number three? And then I went to the roster and I kind of, I, I put a name to a face finally, right? Because yeah. I'm like, I, I knew the name Cyrus Webster, but I had never watched you play in-depthly. And I was just blown away in the Colorado yeah. State game. I forget what your, your final numbers in that game. I have right in front of 11 total tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, one sack, also had a forced fumble. It was a great strip sack, by the way, for people that want to tune in that game. So far this year, Cyrus has recorded 66 total tackles, 10 tackles for loss, five sacks that's coming on a year where he was a all conference player with 10 tackle flaws, five and a half sacks the year prior already four forced fumbles this year as well. So not only does he get to the quarterback, he also creates turnovers when he finally gets there. So Cyrus, I just wanted to start you off a little bit here and talk to you about how you got here. You're a West Jordan guy. You're a Utah guy. Originally, obviously stayed in state to now play at Utah Tech. Talk to me a little bit about, I guess, the recruiting aspect of everything and how you ultimately ended up with the program. So me recruiting, coming out of West Jordan, I mean, we had we had Alden Tofa. So he was there a few years before me. He's a BYU guy. So he was, uh, he was kind of the 
I guess the prodigy for me, I was like, man, this guy's getting offered from everywhere. I was like, this guy's freaking amazing. And I'm, I'm just a freshman at that point. And I'm just looking up to this guy. I'm like, dang, he's, he's, he's what I want to be like. You know what I mean? And so I'm seeing that happen. I'm like, man, I want to get to that point. And then my sophomore year comes up and my brother's still playing with me. So it's me and my brother. And I was like, man, we can be the duo here. Like we're going to be West Orton. Like it's going to be it. And then all our coaches leave. So we get, so we have our whole coaching staff switches out. So my sophomore year going into my junior year, we get a whole new coaching staff. We have a few, a few coaches stay, but basically the whole coaching staff leaves and they go over to the new school at Mountain Ridge. And I'm still really close with all those coaches. Like I, he, uh, um, one of the guys over there, uh, the D line coach at Mountain Ridge, I'm, he comes to my games too. He's, he's a Dixie state alum. So he freaking, he comes to my game, supports me all the time, but coming out of high school, it was hard because my junior and senior year, new coaches, kind of figuring figuring out everything figuring out how uh how we're kind of going to build the culture there and it was it, it was rough because also covid covid just got done with um i couldn't get any i couldn't do any uh recruiting in person i couldn't go over and do um uh, visits or anything so that was really hard and it was a lot of just texting and emails and the coach being like hey send pictures of how you look like send pictures of how big your hands are send pictures of what you look like and i'm like man this this is gonna be rough to get out here. It's gonna be rough to to get anything at this point. So um, I get a I get a call from uh, Big Loney Fangupo. So he was uh, he was my D line coach, uh, my freshman sophomore, year, and I get a call from him, and he's like, "Man, I, I I love your film. I love how you play." He's like, "Your relentless effort is just it's just off the charts," and I just love it. And he's talking to me, and I'm like, "Man," I was like, "Once I get that call, I was like, man, I want to be there. Like this guy's getting me fired up over yeah. the phone." So. I had an offer uh, from Idaho State um, my junior year, and then going into my senior year, I got some love from Snow, got some love from SU, got some love from a little some smaller schools. But once I got that call from Big Loney, I was like, man, I was like, this is this is where I want to be at. So uh, he he would call me basically every day, every day. He'd be like, how are you doing in your classes? How how, how are you? How are you doing in the weight room? What what are you doing to get yeah. better? And I'm like, man, this guy. I was like, this is the guy I want to go be under. So. Um, like I said, I graduated 2021. And then right after I graduated, probably a week later, I, my mom hated it, but I packed all my stuff up and I was like, I, I want to get down there as fast as I can. So I packed all my stuff up, came straight down. Um, my, uh, my summer of 2021, I was just grinding with the team and it was, I was freshman. So it was a little weird. So, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't fit in instantly, obviously, because I was freshman coming in and I'm like, man, this is just different. But I, uh, I I took an approach where I was like, I want to be with the best guys there. So I came in with a, a lot of the older guys and I was like, man, who's lifting the most? I was like, I want to go be with those DNs. So I went senior DN, uh, love this guy. His name's Isaac Fotu. Or, and I went up to him and I was like, man, I was like, I want to, I want to be like you guys. And they're putting on three plates, just repping. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, this is, this is different. I'm like, this is not how high school was. I was like, I thought I was strong, but then I got here and I'm like, man, these guys are strong. So uh, I'm there and uh, these, these guys are like, why is this guy trying to be like us? And I'm like, man, I just want to be like And then um, that whole fall camp, I just was just trying my hardest. Like I would, there was, there was this guy, he was just putting, put me on my face a lot. Like I would, I would get pancaked and I'm like, man. But one thing about uh, Loney, he told me, he was like, man, you just don't, you just don't stop. You don't give up. Like you don't, yeah. there's no, uh, there's no making you back down from anybody. And he was like, that's why I want you to play. And so after our first game, uh, we played Sac State my freshman year. And I didn't play a lot the first few drives. But then after the first few drives, I finally got in. And then one thing I remember from my college career is I missed a sack. I, I came in on a little stunt. 
missed the sack within like my hand brushed off the quarterback. And that one thing is stuck with me all the time. I was like, man, if I ever get that close again, like I, I, I can't miss like that. I can't miss. So that was the, one, the biggest thing that stuck with me. And ever since that first game, I've started every game and I've kind of just been um, kind of just, I don't know. I, I, I would say that I wasn't a leader from the beginning, but I've always been in kind of the role where I need to be um, someone that people look up to and someone that people look to for, uh, cause I try and lead by how I perform and how my effort is. If I can lead by working hard and other people will follow. So that's, that was the biggest thing for me is work hard and people will follow. So. Yeah. I mean, and they're certainly following now. Now they get to follow behind one of the best pass rushers in all of the FCS level, which is again, yeah. like f- folks, if you, if you guys have access to old 22, even if you don't, and you just want to go watch a little bit of a game replay, Go watch Colorado State. You're going to see number three flash a ton for Utah Tech. And honestly, like Cyrus, I want to talk to you a little bit about just your progression, I guess, as a football player. Because like you said, you've been playing a lot, you know, since that first game, now starting every single football game. You've been very productive. You've been an all-conference football player. I mean, you were very productive even as a true freshman two years ago. So talk to me about what the biggest difference has been. Because I actually went back after I saw your game against Colorado State. I went back and watched one of your games from 2022 and I liked you. Like I was like really good player, but yeah. I think 2023 you have just catapulted. Like you have skyrocketed as far as yeah. taking your game to a whole other level. What has been the biggest reason or biggest thing that I guess has been the difference for development for you from maybe where you were as a sophomore to where you are now as a junior? So I think the biggest development for me is kind of just um, trusting what I can do. And I think a lot of that comes from my coach. So I got a new coach this year, um, James Kowser. I'm sure a lot of people know who that is, but um, new coach. He was, a pre- he was a pretty good player, Mr. Kowser. I remember yes. him very well. So, yes. so he came from Weber and yep. he came over to us and I was like, man, I was like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to be. And we started texting on Twitter a little bit and I was like, well, I, I like this guy. And then he came straight in, straight in. And he, and he told us, he said, we're going to focus on the basics. If you can't figure out the basics, you're not going to be able to make plays. And once we started getting the basics down, I'm like, man, I was like, now, nah, now I'm starting to get these things. And he was like, well, now that we got the basics, let's start working on pass rush. So let's start working on things that, uh, that I know, you know? So he, he got the FCS record for sack. So he knows a little bit about sacking. And so I go in and the one thing that I try and tell myself is it's hard to go into a game and do something if you don't do it in practice. So a lot of my practice is, doing new things is um, faking inside, spinning back out and just doing, doing stuff that I usually wouldn't do. Like my sophomore year, I wouldn't do that. I would just focus on getting the edge, getting the edge, getting the edge, focus on powering through the guy. But now it's like, you can use your finesse, do do things that you do in practice because now that like I trust in what I can do and my coaches also trust what I can do. So that's, I feel like that's what blossomed with, with me is just, do the stuff that you want in practice and do it at a high level. And then when it comes to games, then it's like, it's second nature. You know what I mean? It's like one thing that I kind of related to is when you get in your car, you don't just forget how to drive. You know what I mean? Like, like you get in your car and you turn your car on and you can drive, you know? So that's one thing. That's one thing for me is like, I kind of relate football to the same thing as driving. It's like when I get on the field, I don't just forget how to play. I, I, I don't forget how to, um, just, just be me. You know, that's the biggest thing for me. I, I, I practice hard. I try and, uh, even when it's lifting, conditioning, any of that, I, if you do it at a high level, then I feel like when it comes to game, then those things start shining. And that's where I feel like the productivity uh, is just a reflection of how you work outside of the game. So that, that's actually something that I wanted to ask you about next. So I think it's a great transition is 
that for just a junior in college, I think that you have a very expanded toolbox as a pass rusher. Like I posted the clip on, against Colorado State where you hit the spin and kind of work the outside track. I've seen you hit inside counters. I mean, you guys do a little bit of movement-based stuff in general, but like I've seen yeah. you hit inside counters. I've seen you speed rush. I've seen you do work speed to power. I've seen you do a little bit of everything. Can you talk, I guess, a little bit, because you already mentioned Coach, Coach Kowser and kind of how he's been helping you develop that toolbox, but is this something – for you, Cyrus, that like you've been watching a ton of NFL players and seeing different moves that you kind of wanted to just put into your arsenal? Is this something that Coach Kowser was just kind of on the record of like, hey, you need XYZ in the pass rush toolbox to be as good as you possibly can? Like, I guess how much of just kind of, I guess, evaluating who's winning and how they're winning has helped your game as well? Yeah. So I don't, I definitely think Coach Kowser has a big role in it. Yes. But he never was like, Hey, you should start doing this move. You should start doing that. You should start doing this. But he definitely, he teaches me things that I never would have thought about. Like, um, it's a lot of just like shoulder movement. It's a lot of stuff that's like, you don't think about when you're passing. You just think, oh, throw your moves, throw the double hand swipe. But you never think about turn your shoulders while you do that, change levels while you do that. So it's a lot of Coach Kowser. He's he's like, like I said, he, he, he knows what he's doing and, and he knows how to get to the quarterback. And when you get there to make sure you don't miss. So that's the biggest thing, yep. Coach Kaiser. But also it's watching film. It's watching the guys who know how to do it. So we have a lot of the NFL games shared. We have a lot of old games. We have a lot of new games. So there's a lot of stuff you can watch. And when you when you watch um, people that know how to do it and they're at that level and they've been doing it, then I feel like it, it, it makes you feel like not only like – you can find the same kind of like, um, I, I I don't know the best way to put it, but when you see other people do it, you're like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can do it as well. So that's kind of, that's kind of the biggest thing for me is watch those guys. And, and in my mind, I'm like, I, I want to be the best guy at my, my age. I want to be the best guy who's out there, who's playing on the field. So yep. that's the biggest thing for me is pop out on the tape, pop out on the tape. So when I'm watching those guys, I'm like, dang, that guy pops out. How's he doing that? Or how, how, or, is it, does that move really work? Or when I'm, when I'm in practice, I'm like, Oh, what, what foot should I put back to work this move? Or, you know what I mean? So that's the biggest thing. And um, one thing coach Kazar says, he always says, um, open your toolbox, open your toolbox. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is don't focus on long arm chop. Don't focus on one thing. Don't focus on double hand swipe. focus on a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? When you go in there, don't be shy to open up your toolbox. If you see it, take it, you know what I mean? So that's the biggest thing is, um, he always says, dial your eyes in, dial your eyes in. So I always try and focus on my man, whatever he's given me. And then um, once I fill it, have a plan. And then um, you, you kind of got to go. Um, when you have a plan, you got to go 100% with that plan. So when I go in and I and I have a plan on a guy or I have a move in mind, and it's just you got to go 100%. Like, like in that Colorado State game, um, yep. I, I had a move in mind and you really gotta you gotta go hundred percent on that move. You can't just go in there and be like, oh, is it gonna work? You go in there, you go hundred percent with that move. And luckily for me, it paid off and it was a pretty good freaking play. So uh that's yeah. that's the best part. When when they do hit, that's the best part. And um I always I always tell my guys on my defenses, uh when technique doesn't win, effort does. So that's that's yes. the best for for our defense that's the best thing I feel like for anybody. When technique doesn't win Tech, or effort always will. So that's 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 my main focus. Is like you got to have some freaking good effort, or not, 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 no one's gonna look at you if you don't have good effort. So, 
Well, well, the second thing I had written down on just my notes on you, because I'm very old fashioned. So like I actually have a notebook of like notes, like that's because kind of how I do stuff. So outside of just kind of pass rush nuance that I think that you have on bring to the table, you already mentioned it a couple of times, but you play incredibly hard, like snap in, snap out. So the echo of the whistle, you are coming. You're a relentless football player. Yeah. Where does that come from? Is that like little brother syndrome? Is that like a childhood thing? Like, where does that relentlessness come from? Um, you know, it's crazy because even when I watch my old games, when I watch like my freshman of high school year, I'm always just running. I'm always just running for I don't know what reason. And it could be little little brother syndrome. It, it could be that um, I, I was never looked at like my older brother and I always had to be the guy who was sprinting there and you better get there. You better get there because your older brother might get there first. And that's, but I also think that it was kind of bred into me a lot by coach Loney. That was the biggest yeah. thing, his biggest thing. We we have a big thing on our wall that says relentless effort. And that's the biggest thing for me. And he's, he always preached, he always preached relentless effort. At practice, we never win a pass rush and then just stop. You know what I mean? It's always, you win, plant and burst 15 yards, burst 10 yards. You, like that's the biggest thing for me. So I feel like, him was the biggest thing for me in college is to understand that the, the relentless effort part is what is what is going to get me far and that's the main yes. thing that i try and focus on is like have relentless effort like i've played 70 snaps for i don't know a few games but to me it doesn't matter if i'm out there for 80 100 plays i it, it doesn't matter as long as i'm relentless for every play and people see that and it's I, like i said pop, i pop off the tape then i it's yeah. just it's just fun to me. Like football is supposed to be fun. So if I'm just out there running around having fun and that's why I try and eat the right stuff. I try and stay in the best condition because I want, I want to be relentless every single play. And um, I, like I said, it, it could be a little brother syndrome. It could be that I just, I just want to be out there and I just want to be the first one there. I I, I want to run as fast as I can, but I, I think it was just uh, bred in me by coach Loney, but um, in, in high school and since I was young, I've always been like that. And I think, it's a big attest to my dad when he when when I was younger and kind of just uh, breeding football into me from from a young age and it's just uh, like I said it was always just you have really good effort because I growing up I wasn't always the biggest guy I wasn't always the oh this guy is freaking good technique he knows all the good stuff I was I was just the kid who had a lot of effort who wanted to be out there and make plays with his effort so that's just for me that's the biggest thing for me so. Well, well, you already said it. It's going to take you a long way. So keep work, yeah. keep playing that way, man. Keep playing that way and great things are going to happen. Nice. I want to ask one more thing about your game physically that I really, I had a note on that I thought was fantastic was you're listed at 6'4", 255. I think you have good length for the position, obviously, as well. But you have a really clean frame, man. I mean, honestly, like if you would have told me you were 240, I would have been like, I can believe it. But like 255, you have a really good frame to, I think, continue to add good mass and be able to get even bigger. How important, and you already talked about nutrition a little bit and a little bit of the weight room stuff, how important of physical development has been, like the, I guess, the help in your career as well as far as attacking the college weight room, getting that nutrition, and continuing to develop your body to eventually be an NFL player, obviously. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's one of the, that's one of the biggest things for me and obviously my coaches is weight room. That's so big for me. It's weight room. It's figuring out what, what I need on a daily basis, obviously, whether that's food, whether that's hydration, you know, that's the biggest thing for me is when I'm, when I'm in the weight room, no matter if it's off season, no matter if it's in season, 
I, I try and attack that thing. And that's and that's the biggest thing is like sometimes you have the guys who are like, oh, it's season. I can't go very hard. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's like when you're in season, I mean, it's a time to excel. You know what I mean? Like if you're in there working hard and you're freaking putting up putting up good weight and you're you're in there just grinding, I mean, think about how many other players aren't doing that. You know what I mean? So it's like for me, grind every single time you go in there. And obviously, like I said, nutrition is the biggest thing for me is eating the right stuff. Um, and eating the right stuff consistently, you know what I mean? Don't don't eat the right stuff a few times and be like, oh, let me, let me go eat uh, two pizzas because I, I've been eating the right stuff, you know what I mean? It's just, it's consistent for me. And, you know, uh, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand why I eat the same stuff every morning. Why why eat only a few certain meals every every night, you know what I mean? They're like, how do you do that or why do you do that? And I'm like, man, I'm just dedicated to what I'm doing. I'm dedicated to my craft and I'm dedicated to getting better. So that's that's the biggest thing for me. And like you said, I have a good frame. And a lot of people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 255. And they're like, what? They're like, you, you don't look 255. You look like, yeah. like you, said, you, you look 240. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I I, I, I put it on well. And, and I, I guess I, I look good with my weight. So, I mean, yeah. that's, like I said, that's the biggest thing is taking care of myself. And that's um, that's what's going to get me far as well is I only have this one body. And I'm going to take care of it. So that's, that's my biggest thing is putting the right stuff in it, getting the right sleep, and uh, just attacking the weight room. Because that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, you you can be the best athlete out there, but if if you don't got enough weight to hold hold the double in there, if you don't got enough weight to uh, yeah. set the edge, I mean it's 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 not really gonna work for you. So that's that's yeah. it's just the little things that you got to focus on. But and, and in the bigger picture, they they will show. So that's um it's one of the things I try and focus on. So yeah, no, and it's it's gonna be really key, I think, for your future as well, because I think that for me, like if someone asked me today, like what your best fit at if it is long term. I would probably say a, a four-man front defensive end with his hand in the dirt a little bit, could do some stand-up yeah. rush stuff. But the the key is is that you have such a clean frame that like an odd front outside linebacker, that's certainly on the table for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you have that clean frame, which I think is great. L- two questions left for you. Thank you again so much time for the time, Cyrus. I really appreciate it. You have two games left. You have Austin P, which is obviously is a ranked matchup for you guys yeah. on the 11th of Saturday. And then you have Southern Utah to end the regular season here. Just with the year you're having so far, a lot of production, you're having a fantastic year. I think you're having an all American caliber year. In my opinion, what are you trying to, I guess, accomplish the rest of this season, the final couple games down the stretch, I guess, just what are some goals that you have remaining? So one of my biggest things right now, and I was talking to one of my mentors and one of my coaches uh, after this practice today, is kind of just putting a cap on it. You know what I mean? So I, you, you have two more games, and I, I, I never try and leave anything out there. You know what I mean? I, ne- I never try and leave leave it to be uh, to be decided where it's like, oh, he could have had this, oh, he could have had that. So that's that's my biggest thing. I, I I never take anything for granted. Like these last two games. I'm not going to take one snap for granted. I'm going to go out there and play with the highest intensity I can, the best effort I can. And uh, I, 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 like I said, there's there's nothing to be taken for granted here. I mean, there's so many opportunities I can have in this game. I, I, I have five sacks right now. I should have six, but uh, I, I got one taken away from me. But um, uh, I, I got to go out there and make the best of the two games. And uh, whatever, whatever comes, comes, you know, I – I don't, I don't ever make predictions. I'm never like, oh, I'm going to go out there and get this many. I'm going to go out there and get right. that. I mean, I have some supreme confidence in what I do. Um, I feel like I'm a master technician, but I'm never going to make predictions. I mean, whatever happens. So that's my biggest thing is uh, just go out there and don't take it for granted. And 
when I go out there, it's play with some high intensity and play with a lot of effort and the plays that come to you make the plays. So that's, that's, that's my main focus. These next few games or these next two games is yep. finish out the year, put a cap on it and make sure there's no ifs, you know what I mean? So. Right. Well, and my last question for you is obviously you're draft eligible as a junior here. And obviously I don't have a crystal ball, whether it's 2024 NFL draft or 2025 NFL draft, but obviously I believe you're an NFL player and I think you're going to be a draft pick. I'm a big fan of your game. Let me just ask as far as kind of just looking forward for a second, just knowing from where you are to where you've been to just kind of the journey along the way, just, I guess, just how much of a blessing would it be when you ultimately do get to that level, when you finally do reach that type of goal? And how long has that been a dream for you just overall? It's been a dream since I was a kid. And, um, When, when you talk about it, everyone says you're crazy, you know, but one thing that uh, Big Loney told me is you got to be dumb enough to try. And that's uh, that, that that's that's one of my things is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm at Utah Tech and if, if if I can do it, then I mean, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? So sure. I, I, I got to not take anything for granted. And it's once I make it there, because I have, like I said, I have supreme confidence in what I'm doing. I mean, like you said, it's gonna be a huge blessing. It's it's gonna be a huge blessing for me. It's gonna be a huge blessing for my future family, for my family now. And that's, that's the biggest thing is you can't take anything for anything for granted. And uh, it's just it, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for whatever happens after this year. Whatever happens in the next few years. I mean, like you said, I'm draft eligible after this year. I want to make the right decisions. I want to make uh, everything that I can to create the best future for me and my future family. So that's that's my biggest thing is. Don't take anything for anything for granted, and be grateful for what I'm doing right now, and and just I just love what I'm doing. I mean, a f- football yeah. is fun. Football is fun, and what I do every single day, what I do waking up and going out with my guys every single day, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. Is I want to play a game that's fun every single day, and wake up and play something that I enjoy doing, and I enjoy playing football. And I enjoy making plays. Nothing is like going out there and getting a strip sack. You know what I mean? That's there's no feeling that compares to that. So that's what I that's what I plan on doing for a, a little while. And uh, like you said, I got I got some draft eligibility. It depends on what happens. I mean, I I, I just want to be grateful for every second that I'm out there playing. So yeah, no, and you're gonna do a lot of great things. Again, I'm joined here by who I believe will be the first ever draft pick in Utah Tech history, Mr. Cyrus Webber, Webster. Can't get my words out, Mr. Cyrus Webster. Star defensive end, one of the top pass rushers, only not only on the FCS level, but in all of college football. Cyrus, I really appreciate it again, man. Flexibility, patience, but more than anything, I thank you so much for joining the podcast today, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.